times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face and it, it's a dangerous thing Peyton driving left back to Sahara left of the circle for a three Sahara Williams is feeling it now 10 straight points to start the half inbounds McCollum here we go this is for Bedlam J-Mac at half court with 10 with 7 McCollum Left wing, he'll drive it with four. Cut off, back up with three. Got to get a shot up. Three-pointer at the buzzer for the win! It's good! It's good! It's good! JV and McCollum wins Bedlam! JV and McCollum wins Bedlam! A three-pointer on the wing! And Oklahoma gets out the brooms in Stillwater! Hour three, T-Row in the morning show. Where's that Sooner magic now, baby? Where's that Sooner magic now? Thank you, Dave. Monday, February 26th. Toby and TJ back with you. We're going to hear from JV and McCollum coming up here in a bit. I do have a couple of stories to pass along, though, TJ, from the weekend. Uh, number one, the end of that game. We're in the postgame show. Kevin has gone to the locker room, so it's me and Drake sitting there courtside, and the place is emptying out. There's a little milling about going out on the uh, on the court, okay? You know, like uh, players coming back out or whatever. And a gentleman comes over. He's in an OSU shirt. I'd say he's an you know elderly gentleman, at least sixties, maybe older. He, I'm on the air, and he comes over and and leans into Drake and tells him something. And then Drake starts laughing, and the gentleman leaves. Obvious OSU fan, okay? Right. Cowboys, head to toe. So we get to commercial break, and uh, Drake goes, uh, that guy just came over and told me, I am the biggest OU fan in the world. But my dadgum grandson just became Pistol Pete. (laughs) He was disgusted. He has a Pistol Pete shirt on. That's great. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of the little guy in the gray shirt, what kind of punk is he, huh? Don't think do I mean? didn't hear your Dosecki's read on Saturday, Drake, and how you just basically gave a middle finger to all of Sooner Nation when you read it. It snuck into one of those uh, where it's one of multiple. Yes. It wasn't just the Dosecki's read. It was like multiple. Dose and a keys. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he's, he's not happy. So he's hard. been lifted from the read. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, he's not happy. He, he, we heard Josh say it. I thought Josh said it right, uh, like driving back. 
And he's like, you going to take it away from Josh, too? And I was like, I think he said it right. And he's like, I don't think he did. I was like, all right, maybe he didn't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> here's another thing. I, I think it may be the first time since Kevin and I have started calling games together. If you look at that last play again, I'm standing and he's sitting. We call him seatbelt because he's always that? Up. Yeah. But Porter was in front of me, and I couldn't see. So I was standing up trying to look around Porter so I could see the final play. And uh, Kevin eventually got to his feet, but uh, it's a it was a first sight, first time that I think we've seen that. Jenny is in uh, – here's another story for you. You're going to love this. Jenny is in Tulsa with Chloe this weekend for volleyball, and they played early Saturday – and so they had Saturday night in Tulsa, and then they were going to play again on Sunday. So they, they were going to have a team dinner Saturday night, like the team will get together at a restaurant or bring food to the hotel or whatever. You've heard us talk about this before. So the message goes out, what are we doing for team dinner tonight on the, uh, the group me, which God bless group me. Is that not the greatest thing ever? Ding, 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 ding. So, um, So-and-so needs a small pair of pants. Uh, can you order me a new medium hat? That's our uh, team uh, yeah. one right now, yeah. Exactly. So uh, the message goes out on Group Me. What are we going to do for dinner? And then another mom recommends Texas Roadhouse, okay? And that's the last I see of it. I'm calling a game. <laughs> and so I am talking to Jenny Saturday night. After I get home from Bedlam and she gets home, there she's back in the hotel and everything. And I was like, how was Texas Roadhouse? And she's like, oh, we didn't go to Texas Roadhouse. And I was like, you didn't? And she was like, no. Uh, one, I told them, we can't go to Texas Roadhouse. Toby will not allow it. But more importantly, the, the wait was too long. So we ended up going somewhere else. <laughs> the wait was too long. I was like, well, thank you. We'll she give was like, you credit when the go. wait's too long. She was like, I can't. I can't. If Toby finds out we went to Texas Roadhouse, he's going to be irate. We can't go to Texas Roadhouse. So she tried to talk the volleyball team into going somewhere else. I was like, I love you so much. I've never been more attracted to you than I am right now. You got to have principles in life, TJ. You can't just willy-nilly blow no, like a feather in the wind. the would be out of control. Exactly right. What are we going to do about court storming, Teach? Kyle um, Filipowski injured yeah, at Wake Forest. It's always hard when you've got a giant, awkward giraffe running in a crowd like that or trying uh -huh. to get off the court. Um, things can happen. You know my opinion on some of this. Sometimes court happening should happen. Sometimes they happen and they shouldn't. Uh, it does seem like this season we've had way more court stormings than normal. So maybe that's just because of a couple of situations we've had with Caitlin Clark and then the one this past Saturday with the injury that they've stood out more. But it we've does lowered seem like our court storming standards. The expectations have uh, been lowered. Yeah, there's schools you know, rushing the floor that I'm like, you're a perennial top five team. Why are you rushing the floor? <laughs> right. You beat a unranked school, you know. So you had to be you used to have to beat like a top five team to justify a court sure. storm. Sure. Now it's like. We won! That's it. That's all you need. But, I, I mean, beating Duke is a big deal. I don't know what you can do at this point because, I mean, they are technically banned. I mean, schools receive a fine and all that, but there's not, not enough. Not the ACC, they don't. There's not enough security to keep all those kids back if they want to rush the floor like that. So, 
unless you just start throwing people in jail, I don't know how you so, get it under control. This is Wake Forest's fault. I have been in uh, – we've been in several court-storming situations, especially back in the Buddy and Trey days. Not so much anymore, but back then – you know, uh, Texas Tech a couple of times, Kansas State once, several circumstances where, and they've always done a really good job wherever we've been of protecting the visiting team. Like you don't have enough security that you can keep everybody off the court, but they have done, they have created, and you can tell they've rehearsed this. They create like a tunnel, a pathway for the visiting team to get out. They, they form a human wall. Right. And they forget the handshakes, right? Just we're getting them out. You, you can tell when a court storm is about to happen most of the time. Wake Forest didn't look like they had any plan. Um, You know, you could argue we shouldn't because a, a player may be running from across the court and there's nothing you can do about it. But it didn't look like Wake Forest had much of a plan, but. I mean, you're right. There's, if they want to, if if the mob wants to run onto the floor, you can't do anything about it. It's not like you're no. going to start brandishing weapons or anything. But you gotta have a plan. You gotta do a better job of having a plan. What are we gonna do if they storm the court to make sure we get people out of here safely? The visiting team. And I and here's one other thing. This is becoming apparent to me, and I don't mean to be a fuddy duddy here. And maybe you disagree with this. You probably do. But in basketball, we have started more and more doing this thing where we put the student section behind the visiting bench or around the visiting bench. It's happening, you know, and Waco does it now. OSU's done it for a while now. They didn't used to do it, but now they do it. Texas does it now. Um, and not K-State, not Kansas. It, but it's becoming more prevalent. Not everywhere. Texas Tech does it now. And I get it. You want to make it as hard on the opponent as possible. I get the premise. But the reality of the situation is this. And if you listen to my radio broadcast, you can hear this, TJ, coming through the radio. The reality of the situation is these students are for two, two and a half hours, not all of them, but a lot of them, saying the most vile, wretched, unbelievable thing toward coaches and players. Right, inappropriate yes. things about your mom, things about your your sister, things about your wife. It's horrible. And then you wonder why you have a situation. I mean, the horns down in Austin is the most mild thing in the world. Okay, but after our game on Saturday, some of our players are turning and chirping back at the crowd, and I mean, it's it's not a good situation, man. Like, it's going to lead to, it has almost led to, and it's going to lead to fights. And I don't know what the answer is. Maybe you're like, ah, it's worth the trade-off to be able to bark at the visiting team the whole time. I think we can, honestly, I think it makes them mad and makes them play harder a lot of the time. But I don't know. I'm kind of done with it, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think it's fun. I don't think it's like part of the college experience or whatever, they're just standing back there so they can be absolute jack wagons for two and a half years or two and a half hours. And it's just, I don't know. I, am I being a fuddy-duddy? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, 
go sit across the court and do your chants and your sways. And like Kansas and Kansas State have great fans. Iowa State, unbelievable atmosphere, all those kind of things. You don't need to sit right behind the opposing bench and just be as vile and vulgar as you can be for two and a half hours. That shouldn't be a part of it to me. Yeah, it, well, it, it makes these situations that we're talking about more dangerous as well, like you said. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think you're being a fuddy-duddy there because people don't handle themselves in the best way. It's not They're not saying, ah, you're no good. It goes a little beyond that, you know. So It becomes, with students too, it becomes like a mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing, I think, if you're in an NBA arena or even a college arena and you've paid for these tickets to sit behind the bench and you want to chirp a little bit or heckle or whatever, you know. I mean, that's that's sports. But you get a bunch of students together and you wrap around and they all start, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of done with it. But I, I can feel myself right now sounding old. <laughs> I do love the students, too, like you say, uh, that are just joining in on the uh, court rush. You can tell the ones that are like, what are we doing right now? And they're running onto the court with no clue as to what a court storming is. They just are randomly running in circles. <laughs> no, 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 no idea what they're doing with the court storming. Yeah. Uh, Bobby told them to run out on the court, and they're not sure how they got there or what they're doing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Whatever you do, don't run into the star player on the other team. Ah! Anyway, I don't know, TJ. I don't know. I, don't I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know how you stop it. I mean, you could try to put yellow caution tape around the court. They're just going to run through that. Like, you can't start shooting kids or tasing kids as they enter the court. So, What about barbed wire? What um, if we string barbed wire? Maybe that's the, the way to do it. Maybe that's the here. way to do it. Here's what Javian McCollum had to say after his game-winning shot in Stillwater. Javian, what a game. What a shot. Walk us through that last play. I mean, coach, obviously the team and the coaches believe in me. Um, I got the ball. I was supposed to go downhill, but I seen how he was playing it. So I decided just to step back and hit, hit the shot. That step back, sidestep shot, that's a shot that you practice. I've seen you work on that so much. A lot of you young guys go to that step back. Just how is that a shot that, that you've incorporated into your game? I mean, it started in high school. My high school coach, Coach Grants, uh, he taught me to step back. And just from here on out, I've just been working on it, trying to master it. And just thank God that, that the shot fell. How important is this win, Bedlam, to win this one? I mean, it's, it's important for the state of Oklahoma, and we just want to say thank you to all the fans that came out and supported us, and we just here to for the ride, and it was a great W. Looking forward, I'll let you go after this. Looking forward, man, how, how big is this game moving you guys forward? You know, the rest of the season, got four more regular season games in the tournament, uh, the Big 12 tournament, hopefully the NCAA tournament. How important was getting this one? I mean, it, it, it was big, especially in this time. I mean, we got players down, the other team has players down, but it's, it comes down to what team's going to be the grittiest. And hopefully going into March, I mean, this is a big win, so it, hopefully we can start rolling off this win. You're a legend now, man. Good luck to you. Appreciate you. It's true. I, that'll go down as one of the most memorable shots in OU basketball history. It'll be on the all-time OU basketball highlight reel. Without a doubt. I mean, any type of game-winning shot in Bedlam is going to do that for you, but much less the one that, you know, you don't know when the next one's going to come. So just an absolutely massive shot that will live forever. Yep. Yep. And your reward? Now you get to go to Hilton Coliseum in Ames Wednesday night. Ah, who knows, right? They're due. They, they didn't play great against West Virginia Saturday, so who knows? I beat them in Norman. Maybe they got their number. 
We'll see. Uh, we'll head up there tomorrow. Wednesday shows. Wednesday show will originate from uh, somewhere in Ames. Break time. Your text next. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Tart of WTJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. R.K. Black brings you this hour. Been in business since 1952. R.K. Black, leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions. They do it all. rkblatt.com, 405-943-9800. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Here's hoping Josh doesn't end up waking up naked on a hotel roof in Vegas. Well, it would be great content yeah. for the Plank Show if he does. Plague show is going to start early. Well, I guess he'll only be out there Friday morning. They travel in Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, Friday. Well, show. he he will be out Thursday though. I think they're leaving early, early. If you need to know that. I think Maybe they're leaving at like six a.m. Traveling overnight. You know what? I say that. Maybe they'll be there in time for the plague show. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know. Need to discuss the elephant in the room. I love me some T-Row on play-by-play, but he is 2-3 and three, with Helmer being 3-0, and oh, something we need to monitor moving forward. That's true. We got to keep an eye on this. I, I agree. A- yeah, I mean, you find yourself in this situation in early season baseball sometimes, so. Where, uh... The other guys call no hitters and yes. uh, have great winning records. That's right. And then I swoop in to call a loss. They yeah, it's happened to me uh, many times around in my the bases. And the fun part is how willing everyone is to keep track of all that stuff. That's the fun <laughs> part. <laughs> hey, listen. If I knew we'd win every game, I would gladly go uh, stand over by TJ, eat some popcorn, and. Watch him, watch him win. No, you wouldn't. It'd eat you up. It would do eat I get credit up. for the? Well, it would. I would. You're right. It would. Would you? <laughs> do I get credit for any of the Tennessee wins since I got it back and was in the dugout and reported on the field and everything, or do I get no credit for that? Um, they they they, they, was, they didn't win until I got back and was down there. It was great effort on your part. Did I hear you say you made it to Saturday night? Oh, no, I. Oh won. no, that was Kurt. Kurt made it back from Stillwater and got there at the end of that game up. I, I get you too confused sometimes. Yeah, get you too. Thank you. <laughs> Kurt came down and gave us hugs after the win in Stillwater. He went up there to support the Sooners. He said he was on the top row in the upper deck. Came all the way down courtside to give us hugs after the win. He was so happy. It's a long way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was unable to listen Saturday because I was busy with my birthday. <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. <laughs> Saw the score later. Heard the call this morning. Great call, Toby Boomer. Uh, uh, I don't uh, know why I found that funny. Uh, attack! Much you. too busy. It's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what all that entailed. It sounds like it was know. a whole production. Like, a, yeah. like an all-day-long surprise party or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, hey, Tobes. 
Come on. What's the real update on Hughley? People are, uh, <laughs> I guess they don't trust yours that you gave earlier. What do you mean by that? I don't know. What I told you he had that. surgery. Yeah. Meniscus surgery. Probably out for the year. You think there's more to it than that? Maybe they're wanting you to say that he is out for the year because of the surgery and that they think you're sugarcoating oh, it. I think he probably is out for the year, but yeah. I'm telling you, the coaches have said we're not ruling out his possibility to return for postseason. So, and we don't know what they what Porter means by postseason. Does somebody think there's that... something scandalous to this or something? <laughs> I don't know. What's the real story? <laughs> Spread your lies, Roland. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, Jenny needs to carry enough cash to arrive secret at Texas Roadhouse when necessary. Yeah, she that way you like, don't see the charge on she there. She was like, I told them Toby won't let us go to Texas Roadhouse. We can't go to Texas Roadhouse. I was like, oh, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, thanks for the tickets this weekend. My daughter is now certifiably a Sooner through and through. Nice. Women's Good. basketball tickets I'm we gave away? I'm assuming that's the ones they were talking about, yeah. I got a giveaway, by the way, next segment. We're going to give something away next time. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Go back and watch the buzzer beater at Stoolwater. An OSU fan was shoving our guys celebrating. Classless. That, that's what I'm talking about. It was the lady in the front row, and it was like, you're going to bump my beer. I thought we just had a win. Back away. Back away. We're rich people. I was reading lips. That's exactly that what she, she was, was saying. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> they weren't far from Matt Holiday. Matt and the um, Holiday boys were there courtside. He's still a large individual, by the way. Toby, after the last shot at the OSU game, I was surprised I didn't get an oh mama. It was definitely an oh mama moment. Yeah, you're right. Should have gave an oh mama Mac. I didn't, I didn't say oh mama. I didn't unhitch the wagon, anything. I just, the spirit led me. <laughs> a J-Mac attack! <laughs> Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Come on. Send that to the Smithsonian. Uh, I was I was laughing when I heard it break. I was like, "Up oh, there it is." Uh, Larry Bird knew how to exit a uh, court storming, says this texter. Uh, that means Sean is taking credit, by the way, for the uh, win in at Bedlam. He said he was at home watching the game. OU was playing terribly, so he mm -hmm. went out into his driveway sat in his car and listened to the game, and they played much better. Nice. So he said, Way to go, Sean. He said he was not leaving his car, so he just sat in his driveway listening to the radio. Way to go, Sean. Come buy mattresses for me! Mattress Mac! Ah! Yeah, they close. are similar. It's pretty close. A J-Mac attack! Very similar. <laughs> Mac is even in both of them. Why does Skip hate Josh Helmer? On post-game Saturday, he was clearly not interested in talking to that radio guy. Huh. Is that true? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Josh is very difficult to get along with. Yeah. So it's not surprising. I would say, uh, not knowing the situation, that I'm sure that's not the case. And it had been a long day. A very long day. 18 innings of baseball. I don't know, eight hours probably. Mm -hmm. So maybe he was just ready to get some food and and a shower. I don't I don't know, but um, yeah, I didn't hear the interview. Uh, question for Toby, please. 
In, 18, right. in 1895, OU officially decided that the school colors would be crimson and cream. So why does the OU chant say our colors gleaming red and white? Booma, OU Vez. No idea. I didn't. I have nothing to do with the OU chant. But I don't know that. I agree with you. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't. We've had the red-white game too. I've said that for many years, TJ. The spring football game. We always call it the red-white game. Yeah. Why do we do that? a good question um if only sean had a circle drive said baseball ross uh this person giving you credit for a fabulous harry carey impersonation this weekend thank you thank you it's my birthday and i have to miss the ou game i'm bleeped off worst birthday ever Oh, if it's my birthday. That's going back to the person oh, that said they yeah, had yeah. to miss everything mm-hmm. Saturday because it was that their birthday. That should have been your birthday gift is like, hey, hey, we got you tickets to Stillwater. Well, that was my question. I get that it was their birthday, but the game was in the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was like an eight-year-old texting in that had a birthday party scheduled in the afternoon. If it was TJ's birthday, Katie said, I got you tickets to Bedlam for your birthday. TJ would have said, ah, all the way in Stillwater. She's a good ah. wife. She's a good wife. She knows she's not going to put me through a drive up to Stillwater. Can we just go to Whataburger and maybe <laughs> find a country music concert in the area somewhere? Share some nachos. Mm. I don't want to go all the way to nachos. Stillwater. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Uh, we're giving away the uh, Bedlam basketball spotter boards when we come back. What? Uh, teach. Yep. I still got them. We're going to give them to one of you. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sooner women roll on Saturday. They sweep the Cowgirls 91-56. Here's Jenny with Brian. After the game. Uh, Coach, congratulations on the win. Great second half. You outscore them by 27 uh, in that second half. I thought offensively a really good game from start to finish. Well, I thought we did some really nice things in terms of really being able to share the basketball. You go up and down that line and look at the way that we were able to score the basketball in terms of being able to share it. But even though I know we had a great second half, I thought that first quarter we really started well. I thought we started with great energy. I thought Sahara Williams really came out ready to go today. And I thought um, it was fun to be able to watch her just really progress and the thing that i'm the most happy about is the boards the thing that i'm the second most happy about um, is our ability to be able to bounce back after we had a lead in the last game we kind of gave it up we kind of but you know what i thought we played a lot of people today we played a lot of balance in terms of our minutes uh and was really really proud of the way that we kept playing Skyder, uh, your perspective on this game, you have a double-double. Peyton had a double-double. You got a really quick start to the game. I know you don't need need any extra motivation for Bedlam, so you were pretty I'm, fired up, weren't you? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's Bedlam. Like, it's so fun. But I think Sky really led the way in terms of the rebounding. I thought she did a really yeah. nice job. I mean, I think it was like the first or second possession of the game, and that's how we scored, and that's how we started the game. And so when we do things like that, 
uh, we're a much better basketball team. You could see when we got a little stagnant in the second half and just settled for a lot of outside shots. We need to keep that ball and player movement. Um, but Oklahoma State's a very good basketball team, and you saw them really pick us apart, and especially in that first half from that three-point line. I thought we did, thought we made some adjustments and did a nice job. But I, yeah. I do feel like uh, we did a much better job guarding the ball in the second half. Yeah. Uh, they get Texas now Wednesday night, a win, and OU clinches the Big 12 title. Kansas State lost Saturday or Sunday. So a Sooner win Wednesday night, 6 o'clock in the Lloyd Noble Center, clinches back-to-back Big 12 regular season titles for Jenny Baranchek's team. Amazing accomplishment. Uh, they are now 14-2, and 20-7 on the year. Jenny's got to be right. a play-by-play guy's uh, dream, too, because she's very good at picking up for her players as far as uh, when Brian asks post-game questions, she'll be like, mm, that wasn't a long enough answer for what Brian was looking for. Let me expand on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she jumps right. in there and gives great answers. She'll also turn into an interviewer herself <laughs> yes, sometimes. Yes, and turn to the, yeah. uh, the athlete and yeah, start asking them questions. Absolutely. Don't you agree with that, Skylar, what I was just saying about this? <laughs> All right, uh, nobody had asked for the Bedlam spotter boards from Saturday, so I still am in possession of them. Uh, these, uh, This is an historic game, Teach. So uh, let's give them to a listener out there. What you say? I don't think this question's too hard, but hard enough that, uh, you know, maybe you Johnny-come-latelys won't know it off the top of your head. How about that? Game winner by JV and McCullum. Saturday in Stillwater, Bedlam game winner. I want you. Uh, how are we gonna? How are we gonna do it, TJ? Do they got a call? Can they text? Well, how do you want to accept the winning answer? I would say text is fine. Yeah, text is fine. First I've person got a bunch text, of them right now saying, "Can I just have them?" No. First person to text in the winning answer. I better. I better, TJ. I better tell you what the winning answer is, so you know. Because I don't think you're gonna know this. So you know uh, when you get the winning answer. Okay, I just sent you the winning answer. Let me know when. Uh, you got it. Can I answer the question and win? Do you want the spotter boards? We'll just punt the contest and I'll no, give them to you. I'm teasing the list. Because you're my Go best ahead. friend, man. Go ahead. Do you, get the, do you have the answer? Uh, yes, I've got it. Okay, here yes. we go. Uh, Javian McCollum, game winner Saturday to beat the Cowboys. Final regular season bedlam, Big 12 bedlam for a while. For Big 12 bedlam forever. Final regular season bedlam for a while. Who hit the game-winning shot to beat the Cowboys in Bedlam in 1983? It was a buzzer beater. What Sooner hit the buzzer beater in 1983 to beat the Cowboys? Maybe maybe the, uh, the greatest finish until Saturday, if you're a Sooner fan anyway. 1983, what's Sooner? Now, those 1980 teams, this is Billy Tubbs. There's some big names on those teams, TJ. What Sooner hit the game winner in 1983 to beat OSU? It was a 20-foot shot, which is probably, I'm going to say Javians was more like 22 feet, but uh, not too far different. Oh, bam, bam, bam. Whoa, calm down, people. We've got a winner. Stop. we got a winner. Stop. Trying to scroll, scroll down. Chris scroll Plank down. says he was also on his show last week. I mean, I'm trying to figure out which one was the first one. Who's in the here. first one in, Teach? Uh, oh, co- stop, people, stop! I'm trying you to click on stop. it. Well, I'm trying you to be click able on to. It. 
you got to be able to overcome this adversity, TJ. People are rushing the floor right now. Uh, let's see there. Oh, they were at the game two Saturday. First one in, 842. There was a couple of you at 842, but this was the first one in. Uh, they have the correct answer here, if you're correct. David Little. What do you mean if I'm correct? Well, I know how you are on your trivia questions. That's a good point. (laughs) I am correct with this one, by the way. (laughs) You bat below the Mendoza line. The McPherson family are the winners of the uh, Sooner Bedlam uh, spotter boards. David David Little. Little. David Little hit the game winner in 1983, a 20-footer to down the Cowboys. Oh, you had two one-point wins over OSU that year, home and away. Uh, McPherson family, they, they live in the Norman area, right? I believe so. Swing yeah, by and we'll, we'll get those here at the station, and they can swing okay. by at some point. Yeah, I'll bring them to the station, and then uh, and then we'll let you know, and you can come by and get the boards. I just also received news here. Uh, maybe you knew this, but apparently Hannah Storm was making fun of you for your final call this weekend. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. What's Hannah Storm still leaving on? Yeah, uh, Sports Center. Hannah Storm's still on Sports Center? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, apparently uh, she said, uh, did you guys get the audio, audio of uh, Hannah Storm? They say talking about. I, I, I put making fun of uh, T-Rose voice cracking. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently you made see, and I feel like, like, oh, hang on, hang on, Who could make fun of this? A J-Mac attack! I don't know how anybody <laughs> could make fun of that. <laughs> uh, no, I did not know that. Uh, that's funny. Thank you for adding the making fun of part. Appreciate it. That's what best friends are for. Take talking about making fun of the same thing. I took it as that. Exactly. All right. Anything else people want to get out there before we uh, break for the crossover today? Oh, uh, let's see here. Just answering David Little. Uh, A lot of answers here to David Little. A lot of people requesting that you keep playing the uh, final call of the game. Uh, the real question will be that will be answered this weekend. Will T-Row ever be invited back to Love's Field, or will he be shunned? Mm. A lot of pressure, Teach. The winning streak is, is on the line, and yeah. I'm going to be there to call the games Friday. If they lose, I will escort myself off the property, never to return again. I will ban myself. I don't think you're going to have to ban yourself. I think it would just happen. Uh, this person obviously upset with the baseball series this weekend. They don't understand why they play the same team four times. <laughs> <laughs> people, by the way, people were very uh, confused the by this series. were great. Being a four-game series. No, they were tremendous. Record crowd oh. on Friday, Saturday. Great. Uh, crowd was great. Uh, but... People were very confused by it being four games this weekend. I don't know how many times I answered the fact that there was a game on Sunday. I think people thought they were playing uh, Friday and then the two on Saturday and then having Sunday off. And I'm like, no, they play Sunday too. They're playing four games? And I'm like, yeah, they're just playing a doubleheader (laughs) Saturday. I'll take it. That means we got some new fans coming in. I'll take it. That's great. (laughs) So, yes, the four-game series, which – by the way, happens a lot in baseball. Not so much in college as much as pro baseball, yeah. but it does happen a lot. So, yes, they Not played four. conference series, but a lot of times in non-conference. Sure. They almost went to four-game conference series a couple of years ago. They were going to play seven-inning doubleheaders on Saturday. Do you remember that? Uh, they yes. They voted against mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the big discussions we had in the stands yesterday was, is the run rule on? I'm like, I don't know. Someone said, I'll ask Toby. I go, they never tell him. So we weren't so, sure. <laughs> that's funny. I know we need to get the break, but Blake came up before the game and he said, 
there's a run rule today. And I was like, where'd you hear that from? And he told me. And so I was like, mm, well, we better check on that later if we, if it matters. Well, unfortunately, it mattered in the other direction. Sure. And so sixth inning, I text someone. And then that person goes, I don't know. I'll text someone. And then I get word back that, no, there's no run rule. And then I could see the umpires come together in the seventh, and you know exactly what they're talking about. Yes. Like the other coach comes out and is like, are we having a run rule? And they're like, I don't know. Are you having a run? And they go, so it's the darndest thing. It's really – I mean, you. I love college baseball. I love, 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 love college baseball. But can you imagine any other sport going, um, you know, what rules are we playing under today? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know? I don't, let's don't, Whatever we do, let's don't tell the announcers – that we're ending this after the third quarter today. Um, so it's just it seems is like one of those things silly. that should be announced to everyone before a game. By the way, today's contest, due to travel restrictions, is being played under a 10-run run rule. <laughs> Which wouldn't have affected anything yesterday had they just called it. Yeah, it would have been the same score. Same score. Ended two innings earlier. <laughs> Break time. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It's time for the crossover brought to you by Ortho Central. Ortho Central now open at their newest location in the Young Family Athletic Center right here in Norman. And now with the crossover, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, and the voice of Sooner softball, Chris Plank. Thank you, TJ. Plank is back from the nutter. How did it go out there in California? I know you won them all, Plank. But won them all. smooth out there? Yeah, you know, it's – I don't ever want to go back. Oh. <laughs> I said it. Uh, wow. Sorry, Sooner fans. Palm Springs is gorgeous. It's beautiful. <clears throat> it's scenic. It's an awesome event. I'll tell every fan to go at least once. And then I think you're good. The fields are garbage. The setup is <laughs> trash. But it's an awesome event. So, uh, and, and maybe the fact that I've gone there now seven years, and every single year we go there, they give us less and less space. I will, I will never understand how in a sport that's growing with media coverage and play-by-play guys that every single time you go, Toby, you get less and less room and less and less space instead of, I don't know, kind of expanding the area for the media whenever the Sooners are coming to town. So, yeah, yeah. I uh, I got to tell you, man, I uh, it was a great weekend for the Sooners, but I think, I think that might be one of the last times that they end up going out to Palm Springs for this event. They just don't, they don't take care of the fields like they need to. Yeah, they you get you. Someone's going to get hurt, and someone has got hurt there before. As far as the the bullpens are, it's a little league field. It's called Big League Dream Stadium, but it's a little league field, and you're putting the best teams in college softball out there. You're saying they don't dream big enough out there. They don't. Their big <laughs> league dreams <laughs> need to be bigger. But no, it was. It, it, and in all honesty, it was really great weekend for the Sooners. They. uh you know, they didn't necessarily start well in a couple of games, but finished. They dealt with what I thought. This is another thing that I think is kind of ridiculous, the, the way they set up the schedule. Toby, everything got delayed because a game went long. It happens. Yeah. It's an early season tournament. way late Friday. We didn't get off the air until, 
I don't know. What do you think, TJ? Was I know you guys bailed after the first game. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I, I made some adjustments on the schedule after the first game. Right, and so. and I and I want to say sooner sports, <laughs> unless it's too late. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, there was a lot of scheduling situation with that, with the way it That's planned true. out. So, but yeah, so we we didn't get back to the hotel until like like one thirty. But then they've got a California time. Our time, our time. I'm oh. sorry. So eleven thirty California time, and then they've got to turn around and play again at like one o'clock. California time, so I just I I don't know, dude. I I thought that I, I thought that they really overcame a lot of adversity where people might see, oh, well, it's San Diego State and it's Wisconsin and these teams stink. They're not us. But what Oklahoma went through physically and mentally to me that was the magnification of what the championship mindset is all about to come away with uh, five wins this week, and they really. To me, I thought they played well, uh, especially whenever they got challenged after uh, a late Friday, late Friday night. Loves Field Friday. You excited? Home opener. You'll get I'm to excited. see. It. You'll get to see it about the same time I will. So well, I'm we excited. Go over there and look around and see what our uh, see what your broadcast situation. Every is. every person has been in there, Toby, except for me. So everyone associated with softball has been there except me. So you and I got to get over there at some point. When are out. they announcing? Maybe they are, are. Is it opening game or is it later in the season when they're announcing the Chris Plank radio booth? They're putting your name uh, on the radio. I booth believe there. that will probably opener? that'll be posthumously. <laughs> oh, is okay. that how you say it when, after yeah, someone has passed? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when that will happen. That's a but, shame. But I, I do know, and I don't know what all is out. They're going to do a ribbon cutting on Friday. There's not going to be a statue unveil for a while. And uh, this is my message to everybody. Patience. Patience. It's, Who are it's, we working with? It's going to be a little bit of a of a mess. There's still a lot of work to be done, but patience for the fans. You know what? Uh, I think you get Nicole Mendez. I think I get DJ Sanchez to work with this weekend. Come on, very good. All right. But are you on all games or are you just on the fr- No, you got basketball I'm Saturday. Fri- I'm just Friday doubleheader. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Miami of Ohio and Liberties, who they play on Friday, Chris. I don't know if you've studied up yet or not. On these <laughs> softball, I'll, if I haven't, I'll be studied up by the time we get there. How's please that? Please win. <laughs> Ladies, please win. For the love of God, please win. I think you're Friday. good on Friday, T-Row. Please win. Isn't Liberty pretty good didn't they in the tourney last year am we, i thinking of baseball no no they, they were good but we got their best pitcher so things are okay uh, okay that's right. <laughs> look at us chris have a good show today with that thanks, uh, rock star josh helmer there let's go let's go glasses. can't wait man thanks to you fine folks for listening today we'll do it again tomorrow a J-Mac attack. have a great monday everybody